is Danger Close USA Resistance Talk Radio. And this is your host, Jeff Kaufman. The uh, blue collar American. The uh, blue collar construction worker. I'm uh, no different than any other American out there that works for a living. Uh, I don't do anything different than anybody else that's uh, blue collar. I go out and I bust my ass for a living. Uh, that's what I do. It's uh, what I have to do. Got off work a little early today. Not a whole lot going on. Went to one job and uh, saw the power company for where I live. and uh, They ran a cable for, for power from a transformer. That was kind of cool to see. So I stood around for about an hour with my thumb up my keister. One of my coworkers said, Jeff, you look like you're going crazy. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? I said, because I'm not doing nothing. I'm standing around watching other guys work. That's, that's not my ethic. But I had to do it. There was nothing for me to do. I just had to stand there and watch these guys work for a little while before we could get in and do what we had to do. And that's just, you're right. I told him, I said, you're right. I said, I can't stand standing still. I just can't do it. When I come to work, I come to work. When I show up to work, I, boy, I'm there to work. Uh, I'm one of the very few men probably left on the face of this planet that works as hard as I do. I've run circles around a 19-year-old. Don't tell nobody. I'm 44 years old. I make him look like a, like, like a bottle of molasses in the middle of freaking December in a more northern state. But here I am, and I'm, and this is what I am. I'm a blue-collar construction worker. I'm nobody special. I go out and I bust my ass every day to make my money. And then I, uh, I do this little podcast. Uh, yesterday, I had some, uh, I was on Twitter. And uh, I was just, I noticed a, a, a MAGA tweet. Or should I say tweet fest. It's like cockroaches, really. They're like a bunch of cockroaches. Anyways, they're just they're just going crazy on there, just just going crazy. Just I don't even know what to tell you what the hell they were posting. I, I just gave up trying to read it all. It was just insanity. And there were some uh, I guess you call them white supremacists in that in that little uh, Twitter thread, whatever the fuck it is. And so I just put a quick link up there to one of my podcasts. And I said, I think I'll just leave this right here. And that's all I said. And I just put the link up there. And, uh, oh, my God. They about blew up my phone. I was like, holy crap. Well, they'd end up making a meme of me. And that angry look on my, my Twitter account, I got this uh, picture of me. I, I look angry. And uh, it's just a bunch of, just a mess of crap. They were trying to get me to get excited. I know what they were trying to do. They wanted, me, they wanted to see if they could get me excited. And I, I'm not, you know... I'm not very excited. I don't excite easily, I should say. And uh, they just kept trying and trying and trying. I was just like, okay. I, I don't I don't know what their uh, desired outcome was going to be. But, uh, you know, I felt pretty confident in the fact that they weren't getting a rise out of me. To be honest with you, I, I found it quite childish. But I played along. And I started doing some mom jokes. And that didn't go over too well. And uh, so I just quit, you know. I, I, I know I just I just scolded someone for acting childish, and I just said I made I, I did a set a few mom mom jokes, you know, like uh, 
just just a, a few dirty mom jokes and then a couple funny mom jokes, and then I just quit doing mom jokes because I was just like, I don't, I haven't done this since I was in high school, you know. Uh, and there was one though that was troublesome. There was one tweet that was thrown in that thread that I that I found was troublesome, and the guy was talking about the stupid civil war thing that these extreme rights. They, they, they desire this so badly. They they have stocked up ammo and fucking freeze-dried bananas till it's coming out their ears. And and they're just firmly, they believe that there's going to be this Armageddon day in America where they're going to they're gonna need their AR-15 for something other than target shooting and practicing and looking at it. But, I mean, I, I'm being serious. And this guy put a tweet up, something about, well, when the Civil War starts, I'll make sure you're the first one to go or something. And I'm like, Really? Apparently, you know, you don't realize that you're you're screwing with someone that's just as patriotic about his country as you are. I just, I just love my America more than I love Donald Trump. And uh, you can all just, I don't know what to say to all you people out there that are just worshiping Trump, worshiping him. You're you're dismissing America for one man. You're uh, you're hating the rest of America for one man. I want you to think about that. I doubt you'll even listen to my show, which is fine. I, I don't want, you know, MAGAs in my audience. I, I'd appreciate if MAGAs would just go the fuck away. I don't I don't have anything in common with them. But I do. I, I love America. They love America. It's just that their priorities are kind of fucked up. They they love America, but they, they worship Donald Trump. I, I'm sorry, I just I love America. I don't I worship my holy father above and his son Jesus Christ. I, that's just me. I I won't ever uh, use my religion. <laughs> I promise. I'll just I'll just tell you straight up, I believe in God. I have my reasons. I was a non believer for a long time. I mean, a really die hard non believer. Oh, don't hit me. I'm driving. You don't have to get on my ass. Lord Almighty. There's a speed limit's there for a reason. If you want to do 90 miles an hour in a 55 and they get all mad because you got to put on your brakes, well, I am so sorry. Slow the fuck down. We're going to end up at the same red light in about five miles, no matter how fast you go. I'm just letting you know. No, but I mean, I, 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 my religion is my religion. I don't really, I don't really frown upon other people. I don't judge other people. I don't have a problem with homosexuals. I don't have a problem with the gay and lesbian community. I, it, none of that bothers me. Now, Sure, it doesn't coincide with my Christian beliefs. But as a human being, I'm going to accept people for who they are. I don't care what their, what their religion is or their sexual preferences or whatever. I, sexual identities. I, I, none of that bothers me. It doesn't. Uh, I, I don't want to have to explain why. But I'm going to. And I don't want to upset anybody. But it's not my place to judge. It's not. It's not my place to judge. I'm not here to hate on people. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Bible doesn't say anything about hating people. Although I've heard people pull excerpts out of the Bible and say, Well, see, it's proof. Uh, you know, and I have some diehard Baptists uh, that I have to work with. and um, Some of them are, you know, a little bit racist. A little. A little more than a little. They're very racist. And they'll actually pull excerpts out of the Bible trying to explain why, you know, uh, different ethnicities shouldn't mix. Uh, I I firmly just believe in God. I don't think God was telling me to be a racist. Uh, I don't I don't believe uh, Jesus Christ 
wants racism. I don't. I don't think Jesus Christ would support racism. Uh, I don't think there's a, a teaching in the Bible that has anything to do with racism. But uh, you could find a lot of people where I live that would be able to pull an excerpt out of the, out of the Bible and uh, and tell you that yes, that there is teachings in the Bible about racism. I find it very ironic, but at the same time, I just keep my mouth shut because it's not my place to judge. And that's what I was trying to say. And, that, and that's what I was really trying to get to. Is that my beliefs about sexuality has nothing to do with my belief in my religion. Um, it's not my place to judge. Uh, you know, let's just say you're uh, you know, you're gay or lesbian or whatever. I, it's not my place to judge. In my life, I, I, it's not my place to condone or, or uh, hate. or I don't believe that that's the teachings that I was taught. And, uh, you know, I just firmly believe it's not my place to judge. That's God's place to judge. Uh, you know, if, if, if anybody's going to judge anybody uh, for who they are, let it be God. Uh, I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm not preaching. Don't, don't think I'm a preacher type religious person. I'm not. I, I really don't care if you believe in God. I don't care if you're Muslim. I, I don't care if you're Buddhist. I, I just, I do not care. I have my beliefs, and, and they're my beliefs. Your beliefs are your beliefs. Uh, your beliefs might not coincide with my beliefs. That's fine. Uh, I don't have a problem with people, you know, being, you know, having a, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with same-sex marriage. I really don't. It's not my place to judge. I don't frown upon it. I don't think it's right or wrong. I think it's your choice as a human being. And, you know, nobody's ever got a postcard from the other side, is what I'm saying. I believe in God because of things that have happened to me, and that's that's just me. I, you know, I just have my beliefs. I don't care if you believe in Judaism or you believe in, you know, Catholicism. It doesn't bother me either way. What All I care about, really, is that you're a decent person, that you're a decent human being. I, I don't think homosexuality defines a person's morals. I really don't. Because I've known, I've been friends with of a lot of gay men. I've been friend, I, I've been in the restaurant industry for a long time. I just say, I've, I've known a lot of gay guys in my lifetime. And they're all excellent fucking people. I mean, I don't have a problem with, with gay people. I, why would I care? It's not my place to judge. And that's just the way I look at it. I mean, I'm not saying my God's not real. Because I believe in God. And I know he's real. And I'm not going to explain why. I've had a couple miracles happen, but I'm not going to get into detail. I, I just, I'm not. Because it, it, it's a, a long story. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. I believe in God for three miracles that were bestowed upon me. Alright? Back in uh, 2007, uh, I was married to someone that was very abusive, very neglectful of my children. Uh, our relationship was tanked just totally tanked uh, there was nothing worth fighting for and I didn't want her to have the children because I didn't think she was safe for the children and I have a good reason uh, I had to resuscitate one of my children after I came home from work and found her unconscious with a bouncy chair wrapped around her neck um, I was a, an executive sous chef at a John Q. Hammond's NBC Suites and I had just taken literally taken and passed a CPR test Anyways, I walked in the house, and there was my wife at the time sitting there playing World of Warcraft. And I said, how are the kids? And she goes, well, Olivia and Taylor are sound asleep. That's our, that was our oldest and our youngest. And she goes, 
But Alyssa's been in her room all night coughing and making noise. So I went in and I checked on Alyssa. And I seen her body laying on the, on the bedroom floor. And I walked in. And, you know, I had just gotten off work. I just literally walked in the door. Been, been home maybe two minutes. And I walked in and I went to pick her up. And I realized she was attached to something. And I realized she was limp. And I realized that she had something wrapped around her neck. And I went into, you know, scared, angry dad mode. Uh, totally flipping out. I'm sure you can imagine. Her, her face was pale. Her lips were blue. I, I, I was in a panic state. Started CPR right away as soon as I broke the bouncy chair thingy to get her off her. And uh, automatically started CPR. Anyways, to make a long story short, I didn't want my kids to stay with her anymore. I figured, look. You heard the child crying and coughing all night long, and you never once got up and checked on her. She had limitation marks around her neck, okay? That's how long she had this thing wrapped around her neck. So, uh, anyways, we were at the end of our divorce. You know, near near the end of it. Uh, well, near the beginning of our divorce. And I wanted to take the kids. Well, she wouldn't sign any papers. She wouldn't allow me to leave the state with the kids. And it went round and round and round. I'm like, I'm not leaving them here, so therefore I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the side of my children. I'm not going to leave them unprotected. I'm sorry, you are a fucking loser, excuse my language, and uh, there's no way in hell I'm leaving my children home alone with you. There's no way. I did enough trying to support this family, I don't even want to go to work anymore because I'm, I'm afraid I'll come home from work, you know, God forbid that night, it, let, let's just say I still would have done something like I normally would do, and stop at a gas station, you know, grab a drink or something, or, uh, you know, God forbid there was a bad traffic. God forbid I got stuck in traffic. God forbid I got a flat tire. God, you know, I've thought about this a million times since, since it happened. God forbid I had been just a few more minutes later. So there was no way I was leaving my kids behind. So anyways, I begged her and begged her to sign an agreement that we both had written up. And she wouldn't sign it, wouldn't sign it. And I just, I, literally, I went for a drive one night, and I prayed to God. I mean, literally just prayed to God. Please force her hand, you know. I want my children away from this. I want them. I want them to be happy. I want them to be safe. And I remember a little bit of the prayer I said. You know, I was begging him for help, and I was crying the whole nine yards. And I got home, and she literally handed me the paper with her signature on it and said, "Go." And you know, not even you know thirty minutes before it was hell no, I'm not signing. You ain't taking my children. I don't know what what forced her hand. I don't care. All I know is the very next day, me and my kids were leaving Illinois. It was just odd, because I hadn't prayed to God in years. That that night, I just happened to pray, sitting at a stop sign, tears running down freaking my manly face. Manly, hairy, you know, Brutus from Popeye looking face. Just begging for, for help from God, and literally no, no sooner did I walk in the front door of her house that she handed me the papers and said, leave, take the kids. I was like, okay, <laughs> not a problem. Uh... And I'm, you know, again, I'm not preaching. If you want to know a little bit more about me, then keep listening. If you don't, fucking go change the goddamn podcast. I don't care. I'm not an extremely religious person. I, I'm not. I just, I know God's real. And there's been another, and then there was like two more miracles. One, I'll tell you because it's really fast. I was working at a place here. Uh, John Campbell's Folk School. It's uh, kind of like a hippie-ish camp thing. I don't know, it teaches art to people, a dying trade to people. They teach blacksmithing, you know, uh, basket weaving and, and shoe, shoe making. I mean, I'm just saying, it, it's, just, it's, a, it's a pretty cool little place. 
But anyways, they only pay you once once a month. Literally, you get a paycheck once a month. And I had just started working there. And I was not prepared for that once a month payment. I was thinking, I was going to paid every two weeks, every week, you know, normal. Something I might have asked the person who hired me, you know, how, you know, but I didn't think you only got paid once a month. Well, I managed to scrape by and scrape by and scrape by, and I was a few days short from my paycheck, and I had no gas in the car. It was literally study, stu, stuttering when I pulled in to, to get to work, and so when I was leaving, it was stuttering, and uh, I sat there and I prayed to God. I said, I, I don't know what you can do, but please help me. I have no gas in my Jeep, and I need to get home. I need to get home to my children. I need to get home to my, you know, I need to get home. Started the, started the Jeep, started riding down the road. It was sputtering, sputtering. I was heading towards the gas station. My plan was to pull in this little gas station and talk to the owner and say, look, I have no money. I get paid in two, I think, two or three days. You know, I'm just going to tell him the truth. Maybe he'll let me pump some gas, you know, enough to get home. You know, I'll work for it. I, you know, whatever it takes. Literally. That's what was in my head. What was I going to do? I was going to talk to this gas station owner and just, you know, beg, basically. But anyways, I prayed to God. I said, you know, I need help. I have no money. Are you there? <laughs> said a, I said a few a, a few prayers, a couple of Hail Marys, and I took off. Well, I'm driving down the road. I'm not even a mile away from work yet. Heading, trying to get home, trying to get to this gas station. And as I'm going down the road, there's this really narrow bridge, really super narrow bridge. Two cars can fit on it, but it's just really narrow. And uh, as I'm going over this bridge, this truck, big king cab, you know, dualies, the whole nine yards passes me on this bridge and of course I'm cussing this son of a gun. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean it's a bad it's a bad narrow bridge, really narrow. <clears throat> I mean one boo-boo and you're <clears throat> you're side swiping the bridge. Anyways, he passes me by and I'm I'm cussing him, you know, kinda. And he gets about, I don't know, three, four car lengths ahead of me, you know, he just flew by me. And all of a sudden I see papers flying out his driver's side window. And I'm like, what is this guy throwing litter at me? Well one of the papers just happened to land precisely on my windshield and it was a five dollar bill. Pulled over the side of the road, twenty-three something dollars in loose cash. It was ones, fives. I think it was a ten. It ended up being twenty-three dollars. Now I had just prayed, not even—I mean, literally, probably a minute, one minute to a minute and a half before this happened. I have told people this story, and it's, well, it's just a coincidence. It's not a freaking coincidence. It—that's it, not a coincidence that. Somebody just happened to just drive by me, try to pass me on a freaking dangerous bridge. I mean, and get in front of me and then either threw money out the window or the wind caught something or I don't know. But all I know is $23 flew out this freaking guy's window as he was trucking on. Right after I prayed for God for help. Okay. You're not convinced? That's fine. I don't, I don't expect you to be convinced. The third miracle, which... I, it, it's a it's a really good story, and I'm going to try to be as fast as I can so I, I can keep you entertained. Uh, I had moved to Greenville, South Carolina. I just got a job working at this lazy goat place, and I was pulling in to, to get to work. I, well, I wasn't pulling in. I was a good mile away from work. It was my first day. My first day. I was running late because I had an old Coronado. I can't remember what the hell these things were. It was a little blue car, a little Chevy car. And it was dying, like it was overheating so bad. And I was at a stoplight, and it would die, and it would take like 30 seconds to get it started. And and, and maybe I'd make it about a quarter mile to a half mile, and heat. As soon as I came to another stop sign, it would die or stoplight. So, anyways, I could see my work, and I'm coming up to this bridge right after a stoplight, and my car completely dies. It won't even turn over, won't do nothing. 
It's just completely dead. And I'm at the precipice of this bridge, and I get out, and I just could not move the car. I just did not have the fortitude. I wasn't at the top of the bridge. I was just before the precipice of the bridge. You know, if I had got to the top, I'm sure I would have pushed it. But gravity was working against me, and it it wasn't a small car. And I was by myself, and I was on the wrong side of the hill. You know what I mean? Trying to push this thing uphill, and I couldn't. I could barely even keep it from rolling back. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear this guy say, I got you, I got you. And I had just said a prayer. Like, I swear. Two, three seconds. I had just said, amen. And all of a sudden, some guy appears at the back end of my car with brute strength more than mine. And we pushed the car over the precipice of the bridge. I get in and, you know, inertia steered me down the other side of the bridge. And I ended up finding a parking spot and in the park. And I got out to say thank you. And there was nobody there. Nobody there! And I have told people this story. And I was, well, maybe he got out of the car that was behind you. I said, there was nobody behind me. You know, there were some cars at the red light down the, down the hill. But there was nobody quite behind me. People were going around me at this point. And, you know, it's possible. Yeah, he could have jumped out of the car. But this is it. This is, this is the thing. It was a black gentleman, completely dressed in white. A white hat, baseball hat, white t-shirt, a white, like, pullover shirt, jacket thingy, white shorts, white shoes, white socks. Everything he had on was white. Anyways, I just got this, like, overwhelming feeling like it was just, there's no way. No way. So that's why I believe in God. Those are three reasons. And there's a couple more, but we won't get into them right now. I don't have time. But those are the reasons why I believe in Jesus Christ. Because of that. Those reasons are the reasons why I believe in Jesus Christ. And my Heavenly Father above. Because they're not coincidences. Coincidences are when uh, things happen ironically. <laughs> you, you could not... I, to be honest, there's no way... And I've thought about this a million times. There's no way that that truck just happened to lose money out the window shortly after... I mean, literally, 75 seconds earlier, I just finished praying to God for help. That I didn't have money to put gas in my car. I mean, that's not coincidence. That's divine interaction. And then, to have it happen again in such a way, it, it blew my mind. I mean, it, it just blew my mind. So that's why I believe. But I don't expect other people to believe. I don't care if you believe. I don't care what God you believe. If you don't have a God, you believe in atheism or you believe, you know, whatever, anarchy, whatever. As long as you love this country, we'll get along fine. That's all I have to say. I really, I I don't have anything else to say. I I don't want, I don't force my religion upon people. And I have been asked by people who are not religious or agnostic or whatever. And uh, they have their own beliefs. And they will, like, you know, question me. Like, prod me, you know. Trying to get, you know, figure out why I believe in God. And I would tell them the exact things I just told you. But I always I always start out with just saying, look, I was just like you. I did not believe in God. I believed God was a creation of man. That, you know, man, men didn't have the ability to describe the, uh, the indescribable. That, you know, they saw a lightning strike. It was God. You know, I'm just saying. It was, you know, the primitive mindset, you know, thunder is a God. You know, the wind blows too hard, there's a wind God. Uh, that thing, that giant orb in the sky that's orange and bright and, and it makes you warm, that's a god. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, for me, logic dictates that man has been uh, creating gods since the dawn of the conscious man. So, you know, if they couldn't explain something, it had a spirit or it was a god. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I denounced religion. I believed, you know, at the time I believed that, you know, there was no god. That God wasn't real because, well, 
man's always come up with a god for everything. And that was my belief that, you know, it was just a creation of mankind, a tool of control, uh, you know, all these things. I denounced God and I said it wasn't, you know, he wasn't real. It was just a made up thing. And it's like the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. And I did not believe in God. Never believed in him for like the longest time from when I was a teenager till I was in my mid to late 20s. And then it took one prayer and it was answered, you know, instantly, like using a credit card. And uh, I've been a fan ever since. And and that's it, you know, that's me. Like I said, I don't care if anybody else believes in God. I don't care what believe in. I don't care what God, who you call God. What what's your God? As long as you're not hurting people, as long as you are, your religion doesn't, you know, allow you to hurt people or maim people or do damage upon others. I don't have a problem with your religion. I don't care if you're Muslim. I, I have friends that are Muslims. They're good people. Their beliefs are different. But uh, they're not bad people. They're not there talking about blowing up buildings. <laughs> just saying. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand. The Muslim religion is just like Christianity. Uh, to the extent that there are different sects of Muslim religion. Just like there are different sects of the Christian religion. And, oh, oh right, uh, you're lying. No, it really, I mean, there's Baptists, there's Protestants, there's Presbyterians, there's Lutherans, there's Jehovah Witnesses, which may, may not apply. But, you know, Christianity has got a huge uh, different number of religious sects, different groups of, of Christianity. Uh, Methodists, Catholics. I'm just saying, it's a long list, really. And for Muslims, it, it kind of applies, because there's different sects in re- the Muslim religion. You have your, you know, like the ISIS that we're fighting. Well, they're, they're a different sect of the Muslim religion. I know Muslims who kind of are like a hybrid. They're like part Muslim, part Buddhist. I'm serious. I mean, they have a belief structure. It's totally different. It's their belief. That said, I, I get kind of irate when people talk about Muslims uh, coming or people coming to this country that are Muslim or, or believe in Islam. Uh, not everybody that believes in Islam or is Muslim is like the ones they portray on TV that you're afraid of. Not all of them have the same beliefs like the ones they portray on TV that you're afraid of. And I try to explain to people, but it's, it's worthless to try to explain that to the people unless they're willing to actually listen. And I, you know, I actually, uh, my wife worked for a Muslim gentleman, uh, and we got into a discussion one day and I just happened to bring up, uh, Sharia law. I said, do you practice Sharia law? And he got so angry that I even asked him that question. I thought the guy was going to punch me. And he said, no, no. And it took a couple weeks to finally feel comfortable approaching him again, and I apologized. And he said, Jeff, it's just, you know, some people in the Muslim religion do that. I don't. He says, I would never harm my daughters. I don't believe in those those things. I would never harm another child. I don't believe, you know, that it's okay for a man to sleep with a, with a child. Uh, you know, he was telling me all these things, you know, he says, I know you you believe all these things because of the media. And I said, no, I was just asking. And, you know, I've already knew that there were other sects of the Muslim religion. You know, but I 
I really pissed this guy off by asking him if he practiced Sharia. And, you know, that's when it kind of came to me, like, we are so brainwashed as Americans. We are so fucking brainwashed and we don't even understand that there are other people out there that practice different forms of Muslim religion. It's not just the Muslim religion that you're afraid of that they display on TV who, you know, want to tuck your cut your tongue out through your buttocks. Anyways, this was Jeff Kaufman, your host of Danger Close USA Resistance Radio. I was glad to be able to do this today. Sorry it's so short. Sorry I'm talking about religion. Don't want to bore you. I promise that it's probably going to be the only time you'll ever hear me talk about religion because I'm just not a very religious person. Anyways, uh, I love America. I love everything about America. Um, I hope you all have a good day. Don't work too hard. It's hump day. Take it easy out there, America. God bless.